Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie, right here on 1049 The Horn. That's right, folks. Top of the charts Tuesday, my favorite musically themed day of the week. Also, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, the Valentine's Day edition of Ball Don't Lie. So we'll try to show as much love as we can. Uh, Texas basketball. Yeah, they didn't get much love at all last night from the Texas Tech Red Raiders. They suffer a loss on the road. We'll get into that uh, immediately. As a matter of fact, we'll talk about that first segment here uh, uh, coming up here in a few moments. Also, Derek Carr news. The Derek Carr deadline, apparently, it is already passed and gone. Derek Carr, uh, we'll get to that news coming up next segment. Also, more Super Bowl review. It is the biggest game of the year, so we'll get into more Super Bowl review coming up in the four o'clock and also in the six o'clock and of course we got your off the record harsh knock life at 4 30 rod around the day at 5 30 before we do let's introduce you to the rest of the crew he was a second round pick for the montreal expos but a first round pick for the austin radio network he originally committed to the university of texas but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese pimping ain't easy but for this man it's a breeze ladies and gentlemen hardball hard what's going on mike how you doing brother top of the chart tuesday mm. i too Really dig top of the charts mm-hmm. Tuesday because it takes you way back, way way back, and then at the end it brings you back to where you really recognize the music. <laughs> if you're not an old soul, sometimes <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That's real. And to my man Rob Babers and the ladies out there, and my man Patrick, Happy Valentine's Day! I know a lot of people are having a good time today. A lot of mm-hmm. people are running into HEB right now, hey. trying to get. That stuff figured out. Better late than never. Hey, at least I was you in get there. It. Hey. I was in there at seven this morning. So I was going to say y'all. you was already in there talking about baby. I'll be back. I'm going on a run. Oh, little yeah. did I know he was running <laughs> all the way to HEB. My <laughs> wife doesn't get up till a little bit late. I know when she gets up, so I get out the there house it is. before that. There get it is, it done. my mm-hmm. man right there. Yeah, yeah. He hails from H Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime, now Hall of Fame Longhorn. My man Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP of this thing. He's the idillionaire. Honestly, folks, it wouldn't happen without him. He's also one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. Got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty damn certain he's underpaid, Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. It's Valentine's Day, which for a guy like me means absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. It does mean something because you're a single man, and I've been single on Valentine's Day, and there's a different element to it because ladies, unfortunately, because it is a, 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 it's a holiday that's slanted toward the women, and it's good. I'm no, all no, for the no, ladies, no, so I'm no. glad the ladies getting some love. It's slanted usually toward the ladies, and when they don't have, a significant other during Valentine's Day, they're a little sad, and yep. they, they they're looking for comfort. They're looking for that, that know, is true. They're looking for comfort. They won't they won't they won't come even temporary companionship on this day. Everybody want to be with. Everybody want to love somebody, even if they know it ain't real it's on a, Valentine's it's Day. A Tuesday, yeah. I know. It's a Tuesday. I ain't working hard on a Tuesday night trying to trying to shut anything down. That is hey, I'm too she, lazy for that. What you know? What you know? This if she's out there on a Tuesday. She really wants it. Hey, 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 <laughs> she really, she's my, working I, hard on exactly. Tuesday. What I mean by it is companionship. Yeah. She won't. She don't want to be alone on this day. She yeah. want to feel the love. All right. So all you got to do is go show the love. You showing love on this day, even if you're single or in a relationship. 
it will you will get the return on that investment. That's what I'm saying. So you, you need to get out there, man. I know I know you <laughs> I know you've been thinking about it. Get on out. Just go just go see. Go hey. to your favorite go to your favorite watering hole and just go check it out and just see if there's a woman out there who's like, Man, I I couldn't get a I don't have a Valentine's Day uh lo, you know what I mean love right now or a Valentine's Day crush, whatever it is. If you can't be with the one you love Love the, the one, one you win. Hey, That's man. what they say. It is. Hey, hey, dip get your with toe somebody. out there, dog. Dip your toe in the water. Get with, Just jump get out with there. somebody. All right, that's all I'm saying. Hey, I ain't mad at you. Hey, hey I, I, I know Patrick taking advice. Talking about it don't mean nothing. Oh, it means something. Oh, it means a little something. There's some something. ladies out there, and they just, <laughs> you know, they, they, they may want, you know, a warm and cuddly Patrick to hang. And they to, definitely want somebody that can play that music like you do. That's and true. let them know they're at the top of the charts on a Tuesday. Uh, you're at the top of my that. charts. There hey. you go right there, Patrick. There you go. <laughs> That's a nice little line. Yeah, like you're at the top of my charts I on a got Tuesday. you. Uh, all right. Let's start off with Texas basketball, of course. Uh, obviously, Val- I'm assuming, Patrick, with – I don't know if he did this or not. Top of the charts Tuesday. At one point, there's going to be a Valentine's Day-themed song for Val- Top of the Charts Tuesday. I don't know if there is. Really? I genuinely, <laughs> genuinely – Oh, he just got his – Yeah, he <laughs> genuinely – <laughs> did not think about it. We have talked about it on the he show. Genuinely, did not even think about it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> when I was picking out music this week. Wow! I like it. So I like I'm wrong. It. Patrick, he, he is just yeah. He's dead inside when uh-huh. it comes to Valentine's. Day. He's, well, no fun. No fun. I, I thought he was going to be like. I was oh. busy. I was doing like I've been working all weekend. I know you have. And so I was not thinking about anything else. It was just like head down, go forward, and yeah. then like oh that is Tuesday. We got Tyler Charles too. I don't have to worry about it. Okay, you can say that when you're single. When you yeah. can't say that when you're in lecture, be like, "Oh, but I've been working hard. I'm working hard. I've been grinding. I've been grinding. Thing. I forgot I all about it. I ain't did it. Yeah. Nope, nope. No, nah, you better. Not I did see. I did see. I went to HEB last night. I was like, "Why is it packed tonight? <laughs> yep. There's yep. no parking or." And I'm like, "Oh, it's yeah. everyone last minute. Mm-hmm. Why is there a sausage festival around here? All these dudes <laughs> just hanging out in the grocery store." I do know. Last year on Valentine's Day, I went to HEB at night and I saw a lot of pineapples in shopping carts. So <laughs> there you go. That's your thing. Apparently, yeah. HEB is the spot. You yeah. know what? Honestly, I like. I, I mad at that kind of love either you know what i mean that's just sharing the love <laughs> with everybody i ain't yep. mad at that either yeah i imagine the grocery store is never more packed with dudes than before the super bowl and before valentine's day yep, yep. you go look at demographically break down the days of a, 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 a i don't know whatever your local shopping mart h-e-b that's what we shopping yep, at yep, yep. um i get more dudes are in the supermarket on that uh, right before valentine's day and right before super bowl because that's when they're cooking all their stuff. Am yep. I missing a day? No. No. You Memorial Day. Because everybody's barbecuing. So yeah, 4th of July. 4th of July. Yeah, getting meat and yeah, stuff. Yeah, about barbecue days. So it's, like, it's like four or five days where it's like, what yeah. are these dudes in here? Yep, yep, yep. When I was single, I used to go to the grocery store. Matter of fact, speaking of, I used to go to the grocery store when I was a single man. And, hey, pick up. That was one of my favorite pick up, pick up I was spots. I say, you was picking up more than groceries. I'm telling you, man, it's yeah. a great spot. It was so underrated. It's still underrated. Because yep. you think about it, you learn so much about a person by just what's in that damn cart. You know all about her. I know if she's healthy. I know if she likes to. Oh, she, what kind of treat she likes? Oh, if she's eating way too many carbs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know all of that just by looking in the cart, man. You get it all. I like it. You get it I all, like it. man. All right. Anyway, uh, she know how to cook. If you know, you know, I know she know how to cook. If she ain't getting all them pre-prepared meals, she's getting <laughs> the actual meal. Like, damn girl, you going home and cooking? I like that. Yeah. You're saying you're nothing. Build it. All right. Well, we'll talk a lot about love, relationships, and Valentine's Day, of course, all throughout the show. You can be a part of the show. You're the most important part of this thing, the heartbeat of it. On the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. That is the number to the Specs text line. You also can reach out to us via Twitter. My man Harge at Hardball Harge. Patrick Davis, the real MVP at It's 
Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen, I guess I've stalled enough. I didn't really want to talk about it, but yeah. we got to talk about it. Let's get to it. Are you sure you don't want to talk more about Valentine's yeah, Day? You see your boy? I got, hey, yeah. we got stalled about the 10 minutes. I was filibustering over here. All right? <laughs> I want to get to Texas. And nobody was stopping you. <laughs> exactly. Y'all were like, what? Oh, go to Zorro? Keep going. Oh, that's a great point, Rod. Go Please on. expand. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, Texas loses to Texas Tech. On the road, 74-67. I mean, and it's, you know, it's the Big 12. It's the Big 12. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. So as we know, you can lose uh, any any game on any given night in the Big 12. But it is a little disappointing because one of the things that we've talked about on this show that's become kind of a, there's a character flaw of the team is the slow start um, and the kind of, I don't know. It seems discombobulated first halves for them at times, and it came back to haunt them once again, Harch, in this matchup. Yeah, it was one of those games that you sat there and you were looking at it, and you were like, why is this happening again? And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the lack of execution on the offensive side of the ball. Now, we can also talk about the fact that it didn't look like they were playing any kind of defense. It looked really bad on the defensive end. I thought a bright spot during that game was Dylan DeSue. He was fighting for all the rebounds. He was battling through there. There was a couple times that he was open for a shot. They didn't pass it to him, and then they did pass it to it. He knocked it down. There were so many things that you could take away and say, okay, I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see that. Mm. The main thing is, to your point, Rod, is the fact that the game always seems to – they try to speed themselves up when there's no need to speed themselves up. They're playing this up-and-down basketball game, which at times is a necessity. But at the beginning of the game, the fact that you're down there just jacking up shots and not working the ball around to Mm. get a good shot – yeah is a problem to me. There's times where you do have to do that. I get it. I understand. Mm -hmm. I've watched the game for a very long time. But there are times where it's better to try to run an offense and execute certain things as opposed to, all right, let me see if Marcus Carr is going to get going. And we can look at the box score and say, Marcus Carr had a great game. Oh, great. But there were so many things that I thought that he was failing on as well Mm -hmm. as a leader on this team as opposed to watching some of the other players that did something. Okay. I, I, that offense for, for Texas Tech, when that one guard started really – Harmon? Harmon started oh. getting it going Ooh. from the very beginning. Dude. And he shot the ball, went to the bottom. Shot the ball, went to the bottom. Mm. And we, me and my son was sitting there, and I was like, if he shoots this again and knocks this down, they may be in trouble on him. And he knocked it down. Well, then they tried to put a box and one basically on him where Jabari Rice checks into the game and he's trying to guard him 94 feet. And he picks up a ticky-tacky foul that ended up coming back to hurt you later. That was big, man. Like It's like, I understand you want to press him and you want to be close to him, but let's not foul him. And I was surprised that because most of the time those referees don't call that that early. Like if you're trying to to face guard somebody and you're just really trying to Mm -hmm. be there – I could see them letting that go for a little bit because he's not impeding the play. But once you start moving around and you still got your body on them, they have to call that. Yeah. They have to call that. It's obvious. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, Patrick, your thoughts. I heard Zay mention a really good point. I thought it was, man, I'm not trying to make excuses for Texas. Bad start. They lost that game on the road. That's a game you... I say you need to win, but it man it helped you out a lot to win that game in terms of keeping your number one seed hopes alive and and big and winning the Big Twelve mm-hmm. regular season. Yep, he made a great point about they and you talked about this yesterday too. By the way, Patrick, so I'll give you credit as well. They've had 
they either injuries and different guys in the lineups. They just had a lot of different guys in and out lineups, even in this game. That's why Devion Harmon ended up, you know, going off because uh, what was it? Who was out? Pop, uh, was uh, Pop, uh, Pop Isaacs. Yeah, Pop Isaacs. Um, yeah. He ends up being out of the game. You talked to us, uh, Daniel Bacho. Batch, Bacho that's yeah. out too. Yep. And that if you're trying to get a scouting report together, a really accurate one about this team, it's not that easy because they've had they've they've been a, there have been a lot of different uh, I don't know different re, basically different groups and different lineups for them all year long. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's. And they're just starting to peak, by the way. Yeah, they're and playing I mean, their best basketball. Like, all of that's true, but in the real fact of this, they they just played bad. They they didn't come. They weren't ready to play. They they probably left Austin thinking they were going to win this game. Mm-hmm. They came out on the court like they were going to win this game, mm-hmm. and then immediately got punched in the face and never responded. And I mean, they fought back, but Timmy Allen didn't hit a field goal. Yep. like things like that cannot happen in games where he is a better player than anyone but O'Banner on that other team. O'Banner may be the only guy who can match up Timmy Allen. But the Texas has five starters and Jabari Rice, six guys on their roster, better than anyone on Texas Tech. Yep. Like, I'm just – it just is. And the way – and I know Banner's playing good, then he's that guy. But on that lineup that night, none of those guys – O'Banner's the only guy who's a starting lineup for the Texas. The mm. only guy. Right. That's, and that's so Tyson had to transfer because he couldn't get playing time, much less starting. He yep. wasn't going to play on this team. And so <laughs> this is – when I talked about not playing down to your opponents – to playing your style of basketball, that means you got to come out and go, oh, no, no, we're better than them. we got to go play our game, and, and they'll have to play to us. Now we have to make adjustments because Harmon all of a sudden is going to act like he's good. He was acting, <laughs> like, he was, he was acting like he was great Fake last it till you make it there. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 21 in the first yeah. half. Yeah. yeah. Now, one of those was a bank, a bank three. They still Keep open. Keep check a bank three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he, they, he, was, he was hitting some stuff where he was, he was getting real lucky. But that's part of it. It's like, man, that doesn't matter. You still had a chance to win this game. If Timmy Allen plays okay, if if you get Tyrese Hunter to play a little bit better in this game, uh, Brock Cunningham, they were leaving him open. And, and look, he's been shooting way better. Yeah. And he hit him early, but he's he went three and nine. Layup, oh my god! Man, when you're like, yeah. yeah, Brock Cunningham yeah. doesn't normally need to have nine shots in a game. Yeah. Agreed. And so I, I'm not faulting him because those are shots he should be taking. He's open. He needs to and take he those shots. Knock him down too. But. It, it just everything about that game looked like they were not ready to play it mentally. Mentally, yeah, looked like they were just like they thought this was. We said this is the easiest stretch of their lineup of their season, their Big Twelve season. So you might as well. They they came out and thought, okay, let's go through. Somebody these. told them that. Yeah, Somehow man. somebody yeah. told them that. And they, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they go, all right, we got you know we just played on Saturday. We yeah. whooped up on them. We're gonna come whoop up. And we're gonna hang out all week. We got dude. After we win this game, the probably game was Tuesday, maybe Wednesday off. Rest up, man. It's gonna be good. What are you gonna have for dinner? Oh man, we, we get back to town. It's in Lubbock. We'll have a good old time. First in the Big Twelve. First yeah. in the Big Twelve. <laughs> and, and at no point did they think, hey, these guys want to beat you really, really bad. They acted like they were gonna win, and you can't do that. I mean, because this is what's going to happen. This is what happens when you get to the beginning of the Big 12 tournament. This is round one matchup. Yep. You can, you're going to lose that round one matchup and drop a seed. Because they're desperate. Texas And then you're going to go up. You drop a seed. You play yeah. a little bit better team in that first round. Yeah. And they come at you, and they beat you up. Or you play in that second round, they beat you up. Like, this is how you lose in the first week in the tournaments is not being ready. Now, you shouldn't all freak out and everything else because one loss but this was, hey, man, we knew that you were going to look past this game. We told you, you cannot look past this game, and then you did. Well, they are trending in the wrong direction when it comes to starting a game. That is yeah. the thing that is really bothering me is because you, you keep letting teams 
uh, hang around. As Remember, we talked about this before, and if you keep giving a team like that, especially on their home court, an opportunity to to play in this game and think that they got a chance to win, that's exactly what they're going to do. And then you also take into a consideration they were 10 of 17 from the free throw line. The other night they were 24 of 25. Didn't they set like a school record they for said, consecutive, yeah, for free, consecutive throws free throws? Like 24 yeah. or something like yeah. that? So when you yeah. look at that. But that goes to Patrick's point about the mental thing. They were they, they basically were patting themselves on the back about how yeah. great they were from the free throw line, didn't focus on that in this game, and then it came back to Hanum. Yeah, it definitely came back to Hanum, yeah. and that's something that um, they're going to get back into the lab. They're going to go to work and try to figure this stuff out. But now you're getting to this point uh, in the season where this is just a little blip. But the trend is still the same. And when you yeah. talked about it before, it's it's the inconsistencies in which you play that is definitely going to hurt you later on down the road. We can look at it and say, okay, you got an opportunity to win a Big 12 championship. There's so many different people. You can have that regular season uh, uh, championship. But when you let a team like Texas Tech, which everybody's talking about, the multiple lineups that they had, the different people that was coming in, the big maple is is starting to get his mm-hmm. legs underneath him. But the facts still remain. That was a Texas Tech team that you should have beaten. Yeah. You should have beaten him, and you should have put it on. Because let's not forget, when they were playing here, Tech came out and they fumbled the bag in the second half. So they had Texas on the ropes, and maybe that's why they felt like, I got the confidence they're coming in our place. I think we can beat them because we should have beat them. When you go back and look at the film, they were putting it on Texas at that time. Yeah. And they made the adjustments at halftime. Texas did, and then their scorers stopped scoring. Well, their scorers in this game kept scoring, and that was the biggest difference in the game. And there's the third straight uh, home win over a top 25 team for Texas. So you're a point harsh. They're really confident. Yeah how they can come out and play with almost any team, no matter who they are, mm-hmm. and they're getting a chance to play at home in that really hostile environment there. But yeah, but to your point, the free throws were probably, that was probably one of the most disappointing things. I wrote that down in my notes, too. I mean, you're talking about all year long. Yeah. You've been really good there. This mm-hmm. is not something, obviously, last uh, game versus West Virginia, you were exceptional. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, 24 that was straight. Out of the norm. Yeah, but that, yeah. I mean, just you were consistently good all year, so yep. you were just, you were great uh, in, that, in that moment. But, I mean, you're 34 first nationally and you're the best free throw shooting team in the big 12 and i think you're shooting 82 percent as a team and from the free throw line in big 12 play that that was disappointing for them to go with 10 of 17 yeah um and hell marcus carr was even he was bad from the free throw line and uh serge Barry rice him getting in foul trouble early huge yeah Yep. I mean, you talked about how they tr- made the adjustment um, him with him as a defender, but it ended up blowing up in their face because he got in foul trouble. He only played 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been uh, f- spectacular for them down the stretch. What would you guys advise Texas do or Coach Terry do about the slow starts? It's obviously now we are in – it's more than a pattern. It's a trend. Well, it's, it, and it's, it's not just slow starts. It's really, really slow starts on the road. So you're yeah. Start, yeah. Start, not starting well at home, but a lot of those you're kind of catching up with in the middle of the first – like you're catching up before the 10-minute mark. You're already figuring it out, and you've got to it's go It's not on. sustained. It's yeah. Just, it's a, yeah. So it's like, hey, man, they got up 6-0, and now it's 8-6 Texas. And so it's not a real slow start. But on the road, recently, I mean, they get – Kansas takes them out. Kansas State, they have to come back by, by down double digits. I mean, like these are road games. You have three more home games left in this season. And then every other game you play is not in the Moody Center. So if you say, hey, man, we got three more shots and we, we pretty much have to win all these because this is where we clearly play better, 
but we have to be able to figure out a routine on the road to mentally get in the right mindset of the excitement and energy they get at home. So get that where they're feeling loose and they're feeling good, but also you're prepared and ready to go. And it's 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 hard to do, but to get your team jacked up and ready to go, but focused and I think there just need to there needs to be a change to what their pregame routine whatever is. Whatever it is, yeah. Just because it's like, hey man, whatever you're doing, you're coming out in the layup lines or whatever else, change the rotation of how y'all are doing it. Change who's standing next to each other. I want y'all to have fun because you play better when you're having fun. But if whatever's working isn't working because I think y'all are too loose. Too relaxed. Too relaxed on. to start, and then yeah. you get way too tense because you're getting beat. Yeah. And okay. so you have to just change that mindset to come out and go, oh, no, let's punch them first instead of being on our back heels every single game. Yeah, you got like five You got five games or so to solve it yep. before you get, you know, we start approaching Big well, 12 I mean, tournament time. Maybe. I mean, you have one game to solve it. Well, yes, Big 12. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, no, no. no the the end of the stretch yes, is you no still question. have Baylor. You're going yes. to Baylor, which that one, I mean, it's another. It's a short drive, so it doesn't even seem like a road game, but it's a road game. Texas hasn't lost no. back-to-back games, though, so if they lose back-to-back games, then we know. Well, okay. you get Oklahoma at home on Saturday. Then you know they're regressing, yeah. So Oklahoma at home on Saturday, that, mm-hmm. that I'm not as worried about because this yeah. is they're going to have a lot of work. The problem is then after that you go back on the road to Baylor, and that is where things start to get questionable because you have on the road to Baylor. Uh, you play, or Actually, I think you play Iowa State here, then on the road to Baylor, on the road to TCU, and then uh, Kansas back here, I believe, is the end of the schedule. So that's a lot of games right there that are. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, I know I, it, the one texture says they should change the starting lineups for faster starts. Is that a um, possible No, option? because I, 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 I get it. I don't, I don't think you want to change because Jabari Rice fits better in that second lineup. I think. I agree with that, actually. He's been the best six I, man in the yeah, country. Yeah, I, I, I like having him in that second lineup, and that's basically the main guy you're going to change because the other one is, hey, man, do we want to take out our rookie that we need, our freshman that we need to be good in Dylan Mitchell? Do we want to give him less playing time? No, well, I think people are probably thinking about Ty- Tyrese, Tyrese Hunter, Hunter being yeah. the one. No, but that's Jabari Rice. That's Jabari Rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and so I get it. I get that Tyrese Hunter is people are not – again, you need Tyrese Hunter to be good because and, at, and at the end of the day, and I know defense wins championships, everything else. You have to hit threes. If Tyrese Hunter can get hot, then this becomes a way different ball game. Just the way the, the basketball works in 2023, you have to be able to hit threes. Tyrese Hunter is a guy that we know can do it. He needs to just get in the right mindset. If it comes down to it in the playoffs, then you play him 18 minutes a game and you play Jabari Rice more minutes. It's so weird. I feel like the Tyrese Hunter thing, and we know he's a great player, obviously Big 12 freshman of the year last year. I feel like waiting for Goodell. We keep waiting for yeah. him to be like, oh, no, it's going to – because I remember early on, we're like, oh, it'll happen. No need to worry about it. He has plenty of time to figure mm-hmm, it out. Yeah. And they were like, oh, uh, he's going to figure it out. He's just inconsistent. It's okay. He's going to figure it out. And once he decides to figure it out, oh, man, they're going to be unbelievable. So Jabari Rice and Marcus Carr, both those guys are having unbelievable years, and it just hasn't happened yet. No. And I feel like – I hope that it happens around tournament time because that's what everybody said, even his teammates. But if it doesn't happen, this team is susceptible. Internal play. We thought they could make a run internal play, as Hart has always said, because they got three veteran guards who yep. all can step up and play really well. Well, right now they got two. Let's be honest. Right. They do. They and, got two. And I know, and this is something that always drives me up a wall <laughs> in basketball. It's people are like, why is that guy still in the lineup? You're like, because you do not understand the drop off between, like, do you really want Arterio Morris to be playing 30 no, minutes a that. game? I'm with you. Because that's who's going to be playing 30 minutes a game, Arterio Morris. And we don't know what he is. He is a complete crapshoot. And so. 
I, I get I get the worry about it, but it's a little late in the season to say, hey, let's stick our freshman out there and knock this sophomore off, and then he's going to try and probably try and transfer again. And so this, the next year is completely shot because we're losing everybody. And then he's – I, I think there's more sense in hoping that Tyrese Hunter can get it figured out. I know he's had issues in being in the right places off ball at times, which I think has played into everything else of getting his feet underneath him on shots. You just got to work with him. I know. Well, the thing that the I thing agree. that everybody keeps looking at too is he was a defensive player of the year. I mean, freshman. He was on the all defensive team. He hasn't been playing good defense either. Like he has, he moment. has, but not in the last year yet. Yeah, and and again, is it because he shouldn't be having sea legs? He should be fine with that as far as conditioning. But he's also a guy that cramped up early in the year. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're doing some different things. The biggest thing for me is. This is a one-off game. I'm not going to beat them up too much. But you have to figure out the beginning of the game. Yeah, you do. That's it. Just figure it. out the beginning yeah. of the game, it, yeah. and everything else will take care of itself. No, you're right. It's it, you know, there's you know, we can nitpick Absolutely. and be and critique game to game, and I, it's usually something different. The one thing now we've identified, and I think all Longhorn basketball fans have, is that. Yes, we are at the point is now pass being a pattern. Mm-hmm. It's a it, you know pass being a trend. I should say now it's a pattern that this team they unfortunately have slow starts Correct. for whatever reason. I don't think we've identified exactly what that is. That is Coach Terry's job. That is that is. So if we're talking about it, I know Coach Terry is there talking about it. So he's got to figure that out. And yeah, I, Patrick Patrick's right. If you don't want to mess with the lineup, then you got to mess with the routine. Yeah. Whatever that is, you got to you got to start experimenting, doing different things, whatever it may be. He'll you know, maybe move your film sessions to the pregame. Right, <laughs> he's got great. Remember the film sessions yeah, that oh, the, yeah. the team gets. So maybe we got a highlight reel prior to the game about <laughs> how they're doing things really well in the game before or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got to figure something out because if that continues, it's not only going to hurt them in the Big Twelve tournament and down the stretch of the Big Twelve because Patrick's right on the road, it's even more glaring. But in the tournament. You're not, eh, you're, yeah. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna make a run if that continues. No doubt. So uh, I, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing really that I mean. They've been inconsistent scoring roster. They got a lot of different weapons that can step up and help them. Yeah, For I mean, sure. and then still you got to fix rebounding. Like uh, that rebounding difference was atrocious last 41 night. Forty-one to twenty-nine. Yeah, that's itch. atrocious yeah. rebounding. That's uh, that's but I've, that's I've been on that all year. You've, you're just a bad rebounding team, mm-hmm. and you've been lucky to be in games around the same rebounding as some of these. But you're a bad rebounding team. Also, it's something else. So the check character flaw number two yep. of the team. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of edges for Texas Tech. Thirty-six to eighteen points in the paint. Edge uh, seventy-two on blocks. They were just so aggressive. Uh, they really were, and, by, and Texas. Once you got to start digging yourself out of the hole, it takes because they brought it within was about five. Oh yeah, they were right there. They were right there. They well, at it. one point they had a shot to tie it. To tie it, you're right. They Marcus Carr hit within, the front yeah. of the rim, yeah. and then they got the rebound and went back and scored, and that was a huge swing of momentum right there. So yeah, there were some opportunities, and then of course they kicked it to Tyrese Hunter one time. They left him open, kind of like they were doing for Brock Cunningham. They were like, go ahead and take that jumper. Take that shot. Because we, we know we, we'll we take our chances. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll take our chances. Tyrese. Yeah. We don't think you're going to make it, Tyrese. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it turns out they were right. They were right. All right. We'll come back. We'll get into the Derek Carr news. The uh, quarterback carousel in the NFL is already starting for the 2023 season. We'll talk about that. And Jonathan Gannon hired as the Cardinals head coach. 
Oh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. My <laughs> sentiments exactly. We'll come back and discuss it right here on Ball Don't Lie. What if we're not knowing? Right here on 1049 The Horn, top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And I found out from Patrick, nothing Valentine's Day You know what? Down. I was wrong. I looked ahead. There the, is a song that, that could be interpreted yes. as a Valentine's Day yes. love song? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, just that in case y'all were thinking, be, yeah. it could no, be. No, I, mean, I think it is. I think it is a Valentine's Day. I'm, I'm guessing it's why he was number one in the charts this day. Cause you okay, all right. So you're saying like, it, it's a great hookup song, or a no? Baby no, you'll see it in a minute. It'll play in a minute. Okay. Anything can be a great hookup song. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot, I don't know. I'm gonna play this. Tipsy, you are. I'm gonna play this, and you tell me if it is or not. <laughs> this is a great hookup song. If you're tipsy enough. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and the time is right. Hello. <laughs> All hey, right. Let me be myself. <laughs> As a matter of fact, yeah. that actually does fit. All right. Let's get to the NFL news notes and nuggets. Bunch of them out there. Let's start with Derek Carr, gentlemen. Yep. Uh, following nine seasons with the Raiders, he has been released Tuesday, which would have, uh, if he wasn't released, uh, it would have guaranteed him $40 million in future earnings mm-hmm. under his previous contract. Um, so he is now a free agent. Guys, what do we think? What teams do we think are going to be inquiring or interested in Derek Carr's services? I'll start and just say the entire NFC South. One hundred percent, right? Like every yes. team in the NFC South is a quarterback, don't they? Yes. Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Carolina. The only part, the only team I would say <laughs> would not necessarily need one is because they drafted DeRitter uh, nah, in the first round, so they're they're going to try. To, well, not first round. They're going to try to make him their quarterback. But, yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think the Falcons are going to look at him for, for yeah. Ritter. I mean, technically the Panthers have Corral, but he's coming off an injury. So yeah. I think he's still basically have another rookie year with him. I, and every- I think that also you got to look at the NFC East too. You look at the NFC East, the Washington Commanders. That's a team to kind of pay attention to. The Panthers, obviously. Commander said Ryan. Sam Howell's their guy, I believe. That, that was before this happened. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You can go back on your word. And they when got it comes Taylor Heineke. Exactly. I like Taylor Heineke more than I like, I like Sam Howell. Actually. And and they're, they're probably going to walk. Hmm. Both of them are, well, not, not Sam Howell. Sam Howell will still be there. But if you want to win and try to win right now, you bring in Derek Carr. I think he's a common voice. And Derek Carr has already dealt with a lot of adversity in, in uh, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now he can come and deal with more adversity in Washington and deal with that disruptive and corruptive organization, but he'll know how to handle it. Yeah, and I, they have wide receivers and they got a good running back. Another team that could win the Jets, and yeah. I know they're all in. They're all in on Aaron Rodgers right now. They're apparently going all trying to get him. But if Aaron Rodgers does not work out, that is somebody you look at and say, "Man, we we you got wide receivers, we got everything else. We we need a veteran presence in the locker room." 
We need some things to get it through, and Zach Wilson ain't the guy. So maybe there, and then, of course, the Saints, because they've already talked to him once. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Like I said, I think every team in NFC South should at least consider it, and I don't give a damn if it's the Falcons or not. You should consider it. Yeah. I mean, um, the Saints were the only <laughs> team that met with him before. Yeah. Before the deadlines and everything. But wasn't and then, that because of the trade, though? They said that, that's the only one that he was open to talk to. Well, and a part yeah. of that, too, was that Saints were like, hey, we're, we're interested in, we know if we make a trade, then we get him, and we don't have to go through right. competing with other teams. And I think they called him in and were like, hey, man, would you be okay with taking, like, half? Because yeah. we don't want to pay you 40 no, and if we make the trade, we owe you 40 No, one thing we do know is it's the quarterback carousel, you know, the domino effect, it ends up, or the butterfly effect, if you will, ends up affecting a lot of other teams who yep. are in the market for quarterbacks who have quarterback instability. So if Aaron Rodgers ends up also being a part of this, remember he's in his darkness retreat now. I assume that was post Super Bowl darkness retreat. No way he's he going. He said it's dark- the end of this week. He said yeah. he's going. To- yeah, yeah, he, he was on Pat McAfee today. It's gonna be a post. To yeah, it'll be yet. a post Super Bowl. That's why I said post Super Bowl darkness retreat. No yeah. way he's going to do it during the Super Bowl. So after that happens, then he will reveal if he's going to play or not. And there are a lot of people that believe if he's going to play again, that this could be the season they trade Aaron Rodgers. Because you want to get yep, something for yep, him before yep. and Rodgers decides to retire and be like, oh, now I'm done forever. And if that's the case, then that'll be a huge you know, uh, factor, variable in the quarterback carousel. And then there are also some of the people that believe that the Lamar Jackson situation right now still unresolved. Yes, they want to franchise tag him. But, man, we know franchise tagging your starting quarterback Whew, yeah, that's bad. rough. That's yeah. bad. That's bad. That's uh, bad karma, man. Yeah, and, and, which is why my that's man is karma. hurt right now. Exactly. You know he's going to be hurt again. Yeah, I'm like, man, that <laughs> knee just don't feel right. Uh, so it, some people believe that could end up being a situation where there could be a blockbuster trade there. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets have been mm-hmm. mentioned. Falcons have been mentioned um, and teams that might be interested. So uh, we don't know where the quarterback carousel is going to land, but um, right now you got some big-time names in it. Derek Carr is just the first. Would you trade Zach Wilson right now to go get uh, Derek Carr? Well, yeah. you don't have to now because he's a yeah, free but nobody, agent. Yeah, nobody wants that question. Yeah. yeah. But, That's a problem. But no, like but, anybody else, you can, might be able to. There might have been some people him. that were looking at him and, and think that, you know as well as I do, everybody thinks they can fix whatever somebody else has just because of the arm talent that he has. If you're, if you're Sean McVay right now and you know Matt Stafford's got one, two years left, maybe yeah. – and you've already brought in a Baker Mayfield potentially just experimenting with quarterbacks that you could resuscitate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt if he's like, mm, I can get him for pennies. Yeah, I'll get if him I for get him for pennies. I'll get him for pennies because yeah. they just want to get rid of him. And they end up signing Derek Carr and they want to get rid of him. I'll take him. Yeah. Yeah. I might end up turning him into the next Jared Goff and then all of us win. So That's what I'm saying. Like I'm they, they, everybody yeah. thinks they can Every, fix it. Everybody believes they can fix it. They're yeah. very arrogant about exactly. their, their ability to fix the quarterback. That's yeah. why they're at that level. And mm-hmm. I will tell everybody who, when you get in these hypotheticals for Lamar Jackson, remember, whoever is going to trade for him, you have to look at the owner who is willing to put up a fully guaranteed contract. That is, that is really one of the biggest points of this is all these teams can say, we'll give up five first-round picks for him. None of that matters if Lamar won't sign on the dotted line. Yeah. So that's where you have to go into I, only a few teams I think are willing to put a lot on the line of here's this giant contract that's fully guaranteed because we cannot find a quarterback any other way. Yeah. Yeah, I love that ATX Jax fans bring up this scenario. 
He says, car to Baltimore, Lamar to Miami, Tua medically retires. <laughs> you know, if Tua does, I don't know if it's going to happen, but if he does retire, or the Miami Dolphins are thinking, Man, we don't know if he's gonna make it through a season. Yeah. We like your system. We like the yep, you know we yep, like the yep. supporting cast, everything where it's going. We just don't think he's gonna make it. Should we reset at quarterback right now, or just give you a temporary solution and then maybe we'll draft one later on? Because I think they really like what uh, Mike McDaniel's is doing, and I think they may decide, you know what, well, let's just rebuild around another quarterback, not Tua, because he can't make it through a season, and we can't afford for Skylar Thompson to be out there starting playoff <laughs> right, games right. for us. I don't know. That's another one. No, too. I, yeah, I, I I don't think they. Have the draft capital and the money to pay Lamar Jackson and get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so that's why they'd be further out of the consideration. We, even love, the Derek Carr would, thing, would like not want could, to see him on that team. Well, I know, just considering like they may decide, they may decide. You know what, man, Tua, it, it ain't. We're moving on. We want to trade yeah. him, or he's going to retire, and we're just going to go get Derek Carr for the time being, stopgap solution, and then we'll figure out the quarterback thing in a couple of years. Yeah, when we can stockpile some draft capital. And let's let's take fourth or fifth round draft qu- quarterbacks. Let's go take a guy later in the exactly and see great point. See if they come out and see if we can find somebody that'll fit. I saw an interview with Tua Tagovailoa just the other day, and Tua did not seem like at any part of it that he was going to not play football. I agree, Everything about Miami him. may decide, man, we don't like right, right, how fragile right. he is. Correct. Even Bucky Godbo been saying for three years, and now I'm starting to believe Bucky. I thought it was a bit before, <laughs> but it's like but Bucky's been saying for three, four years he doesn't like the way Tua falls. That he can't fall. Never, he said he yeah. falls very clumsily, and he doesn't like the way he falls. It's going to lead to injury. I swear the guy got injured falling, and Buggy was right. Yeah. So I'm sorry to think he's a Buggy who knows football. Like, this guy's going to get injured again because he doesn't know how to fall. He's been saying it since he watched him in college. So he, he can't to, fall. So Tua needs to go, Tua needs to, go to the WWE. <laughs> and learn how to, learn how to fall. fall. He needs to go to baseball. He needs to go to baseball and learn how to slide. That's well, true. it's like well, the big problem is that he hits his head on he the does. He hits yeah. his head on the field yeah. every yeah. time, exactly. like, and that's what's going to end his career before anything else. Yeah. Is every single time he hits his head on the field from now on, he's out the rest of the game. Yeah, learn how to because brace your fall. The, the NFL is just going to be like, we just saw his head hit the ground again. Get yeah. him out. He gets another concussion next year. Oh People yeah, going to have to having that conversation. Well, about, it's going to be over. Gotta, it's going to be, be done, done, no matter what. I mean, he, he may not have any choice. Yeah, just and nothing against him. It's like you just may be more susceptible than others. And that's perfect. And your quality of life different. is not going to be good yeah. from there. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't doubt that becomes a realistic conversation too a little bit later on. But quarterback carousel, um, still the NFL, and Derek Carr will be the first. Domino to drop, we just don't know where it's going. But yeah. it could be a number of different places. If I was a betting, well, not a bet. Well, I yeah. am a betting man. You Do know it. What I'm give me, give me your best, your betting favorite right now. My betting favorite starts with New Orleans. It definitely starts I with agree New with Orleans. That. I like that New Orleans. But one. the other one I would look at is definitely Carolina. I'm definitely <laughs> looking at Carolina because Frank Reich is a quarterback coach, oh. and he's dealt with how many. Rod, didn't he have a different one every single year? He had like six different starting quarterbacks in his time there. They have a great running game. They have a great running game, whether they sign, if they sign one of those running and Deontay. And then you think about some of those young wide receivers that he has. He's Mm. a a good talent, and he he makes people better around him because he's going to put the work in. Yeah, I, I just wonder if he's worried about falling into the same vicious cycle that he did with Indy. That he's just recycling quarterbacks year after year. I don't if he think gets, he brings in Derek Carr. I, I don't think he'll do that anymore. I think he saw the track record, got I, him fired. Well, I know, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree, but if you bring in a Derek Carr and 
you, the next quarterback you bring in cannot be a stopgap. He's the problem with Indy. He has stopgap, 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 and it's not all his fault because Andrew Luck retired on him. Yep, yep. But then he never found the quarterback to invest in him to become a franchise quarterback. Part of your job as a head coach when you come in is to find the franchise quarterback. That's like half the damn job. Yeah, and I could think Dave, uh, Derek Carr is also going to have an issue with going to a Carolina or a Washington where they have a rookie quarterback in waiting that they like. Not and Sam Howell, and he goes, dude, I don't want to go there for a year, and then you bench me. Like I don't like I don't mind competition, but if your thought process is we need a stopgap, I don't want to be a stopgap. So I can go to New Orleans where they don't have anybody else. They have Taysom Hill, but he's running in. Well, like he's he runs, a utility exactly player. So yeah. they they don't have a rookie that they're trying to put into the system right away. So maybe I can go there and then be their quarterback for four or five more years exactly. and, and retire and retire. I, I think and, he wants to go somewhere and retire and too. try and yeah. play and try and win there. Versus I go to Carolina and then all right, well now you're going to try and trade me again. Because you guys now think that Matt Corral is a guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he wants to be a stopgap uh, quarterback for the rest of his NFL career. Yeah. I think he wants somebody to invest in him. He's like, no, no, I will invest in you. I'll invest in the community. He seems like that kind of guy. Meaning he seems like a good guy. He just wants to go somewhere and just give it everything he has and it, let the chips fall with him. Which may. that would lead you more towards the Saints or the Jets. I think, I think Hard is right. I think it's the Saints right now. It's the oh, league. yeah. I mean, they're the yeah. only team we talked to him, and apparently he was just like, we don't want to pay you $40 million. But he's like, cool, they, they waived me. Now I'm not going to make it. What can you offer me now? Uh, I'll give you a stat about Derek Carr because um, I've been doing some research, some deep dives. If you look at fourth quarter comeback and game-winning drive opportunities and then look at the success rate of those opportunities, among the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, not many quarterbacks have a better success rate than Derek Carr when it comes to fourth quarter comebacks and game-winning drive opportunities. He's got a 40 – this is at the end of this past season, so it doesn't include the playoffs. By the way, he wasn't in the playoffs, but it doesn't include the playoffs either for the quarterbacks ahead of him. Um, but he won 45.3% of his games with an opportunity for a fourth-quarter comeback or game-winning drives. Pretty damn good. Yeah. The only quarterbacks ahead of him in, in that those situations, Lamar Jackson currently, uh, <laughs> Matt Stafford, strangely enough, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Tua Tagovailoa is right there, Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Holmes, and Tom Brady. Everybody else... In those situations, fourth quarter comeback or game-winning drive opportunities and or game-winning drive opportunities has a lower success rate, a lower hit rate, I should say, than um, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Dak Prescott is right there, by the way, 45.2. He's right behind Derek Carr. For all, you Dak, for all you Dak haters, fourth yeah, quarter combat, exactly. game winning drive opportunities. This is not the end of last season, so it doesn't include the playoffs. He's 45.2. Not many quarterbacks ahead of him either. Thank you, but – Everybody keep sending in here that we need to trade Dak. I don't know if y'all been listening to Jerry Jones. We, we have like five texts and trade it. Dak. Y'all yeah. need to quit. <laughs> yeah. Again, we Dallas Cowboys cannot trade Dak Prescott due to his salary and Thank the way the salary cap works. Collective Thank bargaining you. agreement. It is not really possible to to trade Zach. Quit, so, quit wasting no. your text. Come back, come back in a, in a year and a half. Yes. And we can have this discussion again. It is a real discussion in a year and a half unless he signs an extension. Which Other than that, Jerry has been telling you. He's going to sign an extension. Yeah. And you're in the ad. We might be talking about a new head coach for the Cowboys. So exactly. Stay tuned. All yeah. right. Uh, stay tuned anyway. We'll come back. We got the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. want to put on the horn.
know, but I'm feeling it. I don't know. Maybe I'm in a Valentine's Day mood. I think it's a Valentine's. It's got a Valentine's Day vibe. To it, it. I mean, the the song is called "Love's Theme" okay. by the Love Unlimited Orchestra. That's fantastic. This is, is fantastic. This love boat? No, this is actually <laughs> this is Barry White's uh, group. Oh, but Barry White doesn't sing on this, but he this is like his orchestra that he would do stuff with. Oh yeah. That's, okay, that's all I'm saying. That that's why it does have that kind of vibe. I'm waiting on the deep. Um, the deep sounds, <laughs> the very tones the bear, of the, the very white. Yeah, very white. Uh, there you go. Now nah, it's pretty good. I like that. All right, there you go. So that's the one, maybe Valentine's Day song in the top of the charts Tuesday jams that you. Have I mean, today. look, we can try and make all of the Valentine's Day songs. No, no, we don't. Have I'm to. sure we can find reasons that they are. No, we don't have to at all. I, but I can tell you, does the, the last one is going to be great for that, but. The last one? The oh, last okay. One. Oh. Is it hip hop the last one? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. It should be. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just, yeah, just that time of the year. Throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Uh, all right, go to flxatx.com. They are not just throwing stuff at the wall, but uh, plenty of it is sticking. You can go check it out. Got great content over there at flxatx.com. Go to flxatx on all your social media platforms as well. And uh, shout out to WWE legend Mark Henry and his son Jacob. That's right. You told me about this, Harge. He's going to be representing yeah. uh, for state right yeah he's representing for state he just had a big win uh in the regional and now he's headed to state and him and his teammates are are headed that way shout out to them and best of luck to all those participants you know i got a chance to meet with jacob a couple times and mark has been so gracious to let us share some time together but the thing that impressed me the most was his will to Mm. and his want to and it's a little bit more than just being the son of Mark Henry. It's more of him trying to forge his own path. And he's a very humble mm-hmm. kid. He's very soft-spoken. But when you get that that fire lit in him, that is what's been driving him. Yeah. And what drove him last year was there was a kid that beat him in the re- in the state tournament that beat him. And all the kid he didn't care that if the kid the kid did not care if he won state. He didn't care if he won nationals. Mm. He just wanted that nugget and that little mark on his belt to say that I beat Mark Henry's son. And so Jacob told me that story, and that has been his motivational fire right now for him to get back to state. So shout out to him for living out his dream, number Mm. one, forging his own way. But most importantly, now he gets a chance to go back to try to, to right that wrong that he felt he got last year. Yeah, uh, he's obviously a great athlete. I mean, it's just in sports that are not necessarily all traditional sports because he does wrestling, or at least down here, the nice most popular sports. Of course, he's a great football player, um, but does the powerlifting too? Yes, he does. Right? Strong. Does does powerlifting and wrestling. Strong. That's a great combination for a D lineman. For sure. (laughs) <laughs> Teaching them how to the, use them the hands other sports, as well, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling, so that's leverage, yep. right? That's your center of gravity. Then you're a power lifter, so that's about your power, your explosion. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, it's uh, football. And he loves football, too, by the he way. I, love I, football. I'd love to know which sport he actually likes more, uh, considering he's really good at at all of them, pretty I, much. Powerlifting, wrestling, and football. I know. I think football is his I passion. Think f- but football I, is definitely it. But, yeah, I've, I've heard him talk about the game. So, But I, I guarantee you, at some point, he will be a wrestler. He'll uh, be in some wrestling. I, I believe, yeah, 
even whether he decides to pursue football as far as he can go and who yeah. knows how far they'll go. I think you're right. Uh, I, I think when it's all said and done, he has a persona yep. and he ain't Jacob Henry anymore. He's, exactly. He'll be, I don't know what he'll he's be. Some be. <laughs> sexual chocolate junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the sequel. The sequel. Sexual chocolate, the sequel. And Whatever you see it, it so be. many times in professional wrestling where the family traits no doubt. go all the way down. The lineage is yeah. so strong. Legacies are big and, in wrestling. And he may be yeah. on that track. He's already done some stuff with Ray Mysterio Jr. They were at an event and he was part of one of the promos. Wow. And and it was really cool to see him do that because you said it. It's the personality. It's the personality. And he's so athletic already that you can already see him headed in that direction. I like that. Yeah. yeah. They might be playing B or C. Exactly. For the young man. He's got a lot of uh a lot of great things on horizon for him. All right, that's the flex. FLXATX.com. <clears throat> Go to FLXATX on your all of your social media platforms. We come back. Super Bowl review. All right. We'll uh dig into some of the other topics and some of the other details surrounding the big game that we did not have a chance uh, to dive into yesterday. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, one of four nine the horn.